This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, I'm Sharad Kutin. With me, Joyce Go and Tan Chung Han. Now, on Sunday, millions of Turkish citizens went to the polls and despite expectations that the opposition front might deny the incumbent a first round of victory, the AK party's Recep Tayyip Erdogan took the presidency with over 50% of the vote. This second term comes with enhanced powers that detractors are calling it uh, that are calling a move to one-man rule. Edwin, on the other hand, calls his win uh, a win for democracy and the religion of Islam uh, in a country that some say is sharply divided between secularists and Islamists. On the line, we have Serkan Yolakan, research associate uh, with the Middle East Institute at the National University in Singapore. Thank you so much and good morning, Serkan. Uh, very first question, is it possibly possible to be objective about the democratic character of the latest Turkish polls? Was it free and fair? Um, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, it, it wasn't uh, fair uh, because the opposition did not get uh, enough uh, coverage during the elections. This has been going on for the last uh, 10, 15 years, actually. But we can safely say that the elections were not rigged, at least uh, not on a scale that would affect the results we have today. And the opposition uh, leader also conceded that uh, the rigging uh, on a scale that would affect the results uh, did not take place. What about the other authoritarian uh, or charges of authoritarianism? You just mentioned the media. We know, of course, that academics have been uh, jailed on a massive scale. We've had uh, journalists jailed and media organizations shut down on a massive scale as well. Did that all feed into this win for Edwin? Well, uh, yes and no. Uh, The it basically um, made the opposition, it gave opposition uh, much more space and a discursive leverage uh, during the elections. And uh, for the first time in the last uh, 10 years or so that the opposition opposition was very hopeful uh, because they thought that uh, the supporters of AK Party was, were also uh, fed up with uh, this sort of uh, um, uh, one-man rule that is uh, led by Erdogan's whimsical demands and wishes that uh, came before any institutional tradition and convention. But, the, but what we saw was uh, for half of the country, one-man rule is not necessarily a bad thing as long as that one man still responds to the needs of people and um, and as long as that one man is, is Erdogan because there's still a very strong loyalty, despite the fact that uh, the eco- Turkish economy is giving uh, alarming signals. So, Sirkan, one-man rule, perhaps not so bad for the people, but what does that mean for the opposition, though? Because despite those factors perhaps playing in their favour, at least perceived to be doing so, they were not unable to leverage on it. Erdogan still claimed that win. So what does this mean for the opposition in Turkey moving forward? I think uh, the the most alarming consequence, uh, not only for the opposition but for the entire country, is the continuation of a trend, which is a lack of institutionalization in the country. Um, we saw uh, before these this elections uh, already de facto we Erdogan had a one man rule in Turkey, and his his demands and wishes came before any um, institutional convention, and this created loads of problems in sectors, especially in the sectors of education and judiciary and economy. And in the future, this means Erdogan's own crisis, if he has any will likely to be the crisis of the Turkish state from the very top to the to the very bottom and um and this 
the lack of institutionalization is the very problem that Erdogan faces in in rule in in managing a country that now has uh, uh, huge problems, especially in the economy. Well, uh, Sirkan, uh, Turkish writer Mustafa Akil commented that his country suffers from intense polarization, a century-old sense of revenge, you know, almost single-handed control of mainstream media. Do you give this view any credence? I didn't get the last part, sorry. Uh, well, he commented that uh, his country suffers from intense polar- polarization, a century-old sense of uh, revenge, and uh, almost single-handed control of the mainstream media. Uh, I don't think uh, there will be a, a revenge because Erdogan, it, it is important that Erdogan is confident uh, with, it, uh, with the support that he gets and with this sort of uh, uh, popular support that I don't think he will move to uh, eliminate uh, the, the, the opposition uh, very early on, maybe in, 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 the, uh, in the mid sort of... Uh, in the near future, not in the near future, but maybe later, he already has uh, he has dominated the media. He doesn't uh, he doesn't have to act uh, very swiftly to do anything. He already has the support. Um, but what is uh, very important, more important than uh, than than the support he has, is the nationalist consensus now that is uh, emerging in Turkey. The nationalist votes uh, have come up to twenty percent. And uh, we can include uh, our party supporters within that uh, nationalist consensus uh, because uh, Erdogan's discourse has not been very different from uh, the discourse of the nationalist party that it aligned with uh, during the elections. So the nationalist votes come up to uh, over uh, 60%, which makes it uh, very difficult for Turkey to solve its uh, long-standing Kurdish uh, issue it's almost impossible now uh, for Turkey and the PKK Kurdish militants to sit down, for example, and negotiate uh, in the foreseeable future. These are the um, the bigger uh, problems that Turkey is facing, along with uh, the economic crisis that is looming. Uh, Sirkan, in, in Malaysia, and I guess in uh, around the Muslim world, uh, Erdogan is uh, held in high esteem. And, and I wonder if you can help us understand the source of it. If you turn to uh, a statement made, a congratulatory message to Erdogan from uh, Pakatan Rayat leader and um, somebody who will become the Prime Minister of Malaysia or was, uh, someday, Anwar Ibrahim, he, in, a, um, in a message he says uh, that he sees the victory of Erdogan as a victory for the Islamic world in portraying a modern and progressive face of Islam. Um, he says he went, goes on to say that he's convinced of Erdogan's commitment to democracy, continued betterment of the Turkish people, promotion of peace, also talking about the eradication of subversive elements. How do you understand uh, congratulatory messages such as this? Does it make sense to, uh, to uh, see Erdogan as uh, a Democrat, uh, uh, in an Islamic uh, mold, perhaps. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because uh, Erdogan's reputation in the world is also divided, just as his reputation in the country uh, is. Uh, you, you go to any any Western uh, city and ask an ordinary person, Erdogan uh, is considered. You will see that Erdogan is considered a dictator. Basically, nothing short of a dictator, at least. Uh, and in, you go in the Muslim world from uh, North Africa all the way to East Asia, uh, what you get from people is the image of a strong, dignified leader 
that stand up to what is considered an intriguing, prejudiced, and capricious West. And uh, the, the, the discourse of Islam is, uh, is almost a shortcut for, uh, uh, for this, 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 this sort of image. People don't necessarily mean maybe an uh, uh, Islam or um, or they, they don't necessarily mean uh, Sharia. They don't necessarily mean uh, an Islamic government. But what they mean is a, a long-standing uh, sort of inequality between the West and East uh, has created uh, leaders that, who could not respond uh, to the needs of their people, but who have been prisoners of of. Uh, Western uh, demands from the West, and Erdogan symbolizes a, uh, a, a character, a leader who could basically change uh, that trend. It's, he's, he's the symbol uh, of that. So uh, other leaders and, and people in the Muslim world see him uh, in that regard, and they do not necessarily share the sentiments of uh, the opposition in Turkey, uh, which are uh, more internal than external, because externally, Turkey has been uh, doing pretty well, and uh, Erdogan's win also means a continuity in Turkish foreign policy, which has been reoriented from the West to its uh, to East and to its closer neighbors like Iran, Turkey, and Russia. It was telling that Azerbaijan's president, uh, Aliyev, was the first to congratulate Erdogan uh, it was telling because Azerbaijan sits uh, in the middle of Iran, Turkey, and Russia, the old neighbors who are learning how to pursue their uh, own agendas without stepping on each other's toes, uh, particularly through the process in Astana, where the foreign ministers of each country regularly meet. So, um, in Turkish, in in foreign policy, Erdogan is doing uh, pretty well as far as the perceptions and reactions from the East are, are concerned. Thank you so much, uh, Serkan. That was Serkan Yolkan, a researcher associate at Middle East Institute at the National University of Singapore. We'll be back with more business news and analysis. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.